0: up everybody and welcome to episode 37 of podcast derailed the number one playstation podcast on the internet i just made that up i'm your host Slash Gold, <laughs> uh don olivera uh east coast editor for psc.com and with me today as usual actually you weren't here last time so i don't forgive you at all for that but uh mike Aaron, oh, oh. managing editor what's, for psc.com what's up don
1: how's it going
0: um we've also got chili with us <laughs>
2: way hey guys
0: um, how's it going, man? How are you doing?
2: Not too bad, thank you. And you? Uh, I'm good. How are you, Mike?
1: I'm good, thanks, man. i was sorry not to be on the podcast last time.
0: It's because <clears> you said you hate our listeners, and you hate psc.com and you hate PlayStation. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's joking, by the way, everyone. <laughs> um, man, it's cold. I don't like winter. Yeah, nah. there's
2: snow in here today.
1: Really? Yeah, because of this whole. Yeah, because of the winter, I've been ill for the past few days. So, yeah, I, to, I feel the hate there.
0: Dude, Boston got like 100 hmm. centimeters of snow in like 15 hours.
1: Okay, it's not as bad as that in Reading.
0: But just think <laughs> about that. So, think about 15 hours. So, that's like from the morning until nighttime, right? Uh, so, you go to work, and by the time it's it's nighttime, um, 100 centimeters of snow. Have you guys ever got like 50 centimeters of snow? Like, 50 is a lot. 50 is like. Gonna be Not, I don't away. think I've
1: ever seen that much here no, as long I as haven't. I've been alive. I mean, we've got what I class is a lot of snow. It's probably nothing for um, Boston.
0: Yeah, that's so. hundred meters of snow. That's crazy town. So, anyways, PlayStation, that's a thing, right?
1: Yeah, it is a thing.
0: Well, um. I've been playing my PlayStation. You know what else I've been playing? My Vita. Good. Way. Yay. You know what I really like? My Vita. We've spoken about this a million times. Uh so I, I started playing a little bit of uh Ninja Gaiden, this podcast is starting with what we've been playing, which is awesome. Uh, I've been playing... You know uh, Ninja Gaiden was available for free on uh, PS Plus, right? Uh, yes, Sweet. I do now. Uh, <laughs> and I've been playing a little bit of that. So it's Ninja Gaiden and Sigma Plus. Uh, so from my understanding, this is the fourth fourth version of Ninja Gaiden. Um, the original Ninja Gaiden on Xbox, right?
2: Yep, and it's black.
0: It's black, it's Sigma. then Sigma, then Sigma Plus.
2: Plus,
0: yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> Chili, are you a uh, Ninja Gaiden fan?
2: I'm, I w- I'm a pretty big fan, yeah.
0: So do you but know? Like, I never what... really
2: got the Xbox stuff, sadly. Well, I did get them, but I never really played them because I was a big Xbox fan.
0: Do you know what? The controller what... was just too big. Yeah, right, right. Do you know mm. what they added in the Vita version?
2: Ah, uh, I think it was a few costumes and a bit more touchscreen uh, controls. I think I've yeah. got a few articles on it.
0: Okay. All right. Well, camera's pretty terrible. Uh yeah. I, don't know. I guess it's always mm-hmm. been like that. Uh, I don't see this being like a Vita-only problem. But um, you know, since it has a right stick and all, but um, no, the yeah.
1: camera was faulty from the beginning, from what I remember reading.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, been playing a bit of that, um, uh, enjoying it, and um, cool man. and I, I will oh. always hate your guts. Ooh. sorry. Oh, <laughs> um,
2: uh, Sigma also had a hero mode, which made it easier as well. Oh, cool. But, on Stigma
0: Plus that Sigma didn't okay alright sweet nice let's get into it uh, what came out this week you guys ready yep, yep. finally in the time that it's taken some games to be complete franchises uh, from the start of its development to release Aliens, Aliens Colonial Marines is finally out mm. that's, that's, that's been quite the journey for the game uh, it's been in development yeah, for kind a kind mini- of long time <laughs> Kind of like
1: Mini-June Nukem Forever. <laughs> it's been like five,
0: six years? Jeez.
1: Yeah, it has. It was announced in um, 2006, I think. And it was previously, I think it was in development before, though. There was an Aliens Colonial Marines that was on PS2,
0: but yeah. then got scrapped. So that got handed over to Gearbox yeah. uh, what, about three three years ago. Uh, Gearbox saw it through, um, published by Sega. And twentieth century, twentieth century, Century Fox or something. I don't know. Um,
2: I
1: think Gearbox were from the beginning, from
2: 2006. Yeah,
0: I think Gearbox were actually. Yeah. Oh, w- yeah. W- w- were they? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I thought I got handed to Gearbox. Uh, no, I think that was that
1: was. I think that was an that must have been Duke Nukem Forever that got handed to Gearbox. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. um yeah, I think said had Gearbox from the start. If oh, I'm okay. wrong, then I apologize.
0: Well, if you're wrong, you're just never going to be on the podcast again. Because <laughs> uh, we're never wrong on Derailed. <laughs> Um, um,
2: uh, yeah, we're never wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the PSN, we've got Equilibrium. Yeah, it's a PS Vita exclusive. And you know what? On these lesser-known titles, I'm going to kind of read. Um, you're going to read the short. If the description is short enough, I read it. Equilibrium is part of the PlayStation Vita Discovery Apps Initiative, bringing PlayStation gamers unique interactive experiences that mix gameplay with life experiences such as social networking, geo roaming, and other digitally aided experiences made possible with the PlayStation Vita. So one two three so three times in this paragraph they said this tiny paragraph they said experiences uh really close together so uh yeah that's a thing um (laughs) i don't know what it is even after i read that (laughs) i still have no idea what it is but we've also got persona Four arena uh
2: well america has
0: it america yeah uh north america I'm, i'm this is the north American north american psn by the way uh sorry uk listeners uh, Persona 4 Arena is out on PSN Alien Breed uh, that's a PS Vita cross-by game uh, we've got Everybody Dance Chili's favorite game Yay. Uh, Rocket <laughs> Birds Hard Boiled Chicken on PS Vita finally that's a pretty cool game you should check it out uh, Donald Rivera from psc.com recommends it Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's Decade Duel Plus this is take my money this take is it all. Chili's game of the year 2013 throughout 2019 <laughs> um what it, do you actually know what this is, Chili?
2: Yep, uh, I'm I'm buying the PSN card tonight for the American stuff. It doesn't get a UK announcement. So. Oh
0: my goodness! So we've also got demos for Big Sky Infinity, Dynasty Warriors, Page Chronica, Yu-Gi-Oh! Five, Chili's favorite game ever. Uh, PlayStation 2 classics. We've got Rebel Raiders, Operation Nighthawk. Uh, is that really a PlayStation 2 classic? I don't, I don't know. But you know what <laughs> is a PlayStation 2 classic? Twisted Metal Black. That's out this week. And we've got a PS1 classic. Finally, I don't know what happened with Sony. They just completely stopped uh, releasing PS1 classics. But we've got, well, relevant ones for that matter. We've got Twisted Metal, the original, Twisted Metal 1.
1: Nice.
0: wait Yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. So uh, let us know if you guys are going to pick any of those up. Uh, we've got a lot of news. You guys want to kind of burst through the news? Yeah, let's do it, man. Cool. That's good. So we'll do it in order from uh, when it was written. Uh, I kind of used to put the news together um, to be like, what? what kind of compliments what, but I'll just do it from what uh, was written first so that it, we kind of get like a chronological feel. So the last news cool. bit will be the most recent. Sweet. So uh, last week there was a rumor that Final Fantasy Versus thirteen was going next-gen. Uh, the long-delayed JRPG Final Fantasy Versus thirteen will be making the transition to next-generation platforms according to the latest internet chatter. NeoGAF user Verendis claims that Square Enix will be lifting the wraps off the elusive project later this year, bringing a new... Uh, bringing a new name uh, with its 2014 release date. Furthermore, the game is supposedly a PS4 exclusive, much how versus 13 was pegs, pegged as a PS3 only release. Uh, and also, lastly, the user reports that Final Fantasy 15 and 16 are in the works for next gen systems. Mike, you wrote this wrote this article, right?
1: Yeah, I presume that guy is. Um... Some sort of industry insider or developer. I didn't actually um, check that, but I mean, everyone's... I
0: assume so. Since I mean, Neogaf yeah. has a lot of those kind of
1: uh... yeah, yeah. But they, they, it's a very popular site for um, devs and in, industry um, people in in general. And I guess um, I'm pretty sure I've heard that name come up before. So everyone else reported on it, well, so it must have some clout to it. You know what? Yeah. I'm okay. There's some with random this. bloke. <laughs>
0: I'm actually okay with this. I, I can't say that I'm 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 awfully excited for. I mean, I am excited for versus thirteen. I always thought it looked better than thirteen itself. But uh, with like just year after year disappointments of versus thirteen not even being shown or or talked about in any aspect, kind of just killed, dwindled all my uh, anticipation for it. So I'm actually okay uh, with this coming out next generation, so long as it is coming out. Hey, you want to say this is a PS4 exclusive? Sure thing. Make this a freaking uh, launch window PS4 exclusive and get that to sell a few systems. I'm I'm down with that.
1: If it isn't, then it's dead. Put it that way. Because oh no not, no yeah no. Yeah. It's not going to be coming out on PS3 now. But yeah, I think I think it'd be a great shame if they didn't make it a PS4 exclusive. I mean, after all, it does it it does look really good as you said, and after all that time. And all um, the stuff they promised, I think it would be a great show if it didn't come out after all this
2: time. And the stuff they've teased as well. It's not like they've just not shown anything at all. They've teased videos.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, they have. There was stuff about airships and God knows what else as well, yeah. Uh,
0: commenter Phoenix says, this kind of makes me a little angry for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no explanation as to why, but uh, I kind of understand that. It's uh, Zombie King 36 says, why people are listening to a random NeoGAF user I will never understand. (laughs) And I'm with that guy. Um, Nakotomi UK has some hater comments to say, uh, and it won't look anywhere near next gen, most likely. Ouch. You heard it here first? (laughs) You heard it here first, confirmed. Uh, Next up. Dead Space 3 DLC has been announced. The first batch of downloadable content for Dead Space 3 will be released next month. Next month, Visceral Games has announced the new content titled Week Awakened," uh, features some of the darkest chapters. That's quote quote darkest chapters of the Necromorph battles uh, become more gruesome and terrifying than ever before. Uh, it's expected to launch in March for PSN for 9.99 and uh, on Xbox Live for 800 crazy crazy person points. <coughs> um... Dead Space 3 was out last week, along with Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time.
1: Uh,
0: more Dead Gosh. Space DLC. I don't. I haven't played Dead Space yet. I know that's a shame. Uh, d Old fans probably remember me uh, wishing that I was going to review it and or <laughs> play it yeah. on launch. Uh, it didn't, didn't really pan out. Uh, I'll be playing it soon. I'm kind of backed up with a few games right now. I, I'm, I'm making it a priority to just play the games I have before buying new ones. And I've been doing a good job of it. Um me too, man. We could talk about what we've been playing in a bit, but I've been playing yeah. quite a few things. Uh, I remember Dead Space 2 DLC severed, and I really liked it. I really yeah, liked it. Uh, we talked great. about this like about last year, maybe <clears throat> almost two years ago, Mike. Uh, yeah, that was yeah severed
1: was brilliant. Pretty I really pretty, enjoyed pretty, that.
0: pretty damn good, yeah. Uh, yeah it was great. So, I, I mean, I think this is a little bit too early. This is clearly like if, if they had just delayed the game for about two to three weeks, I guarantee you that this DLC could have been part of the game. Yeah, uh, definitely. So they're yeah. just doing this to kind of, you know, juice out a little bit more money, which, which is already what they've been doing with the whole microtransactions in Dead Space 3.
1: Yeah, although well, there's, there's apparently a, um, a glitch in the game. Yeah. Well, not actually, no, it's not a glitch because they said it was intentional, apparently, that you can exploit so you don't have to use the microtransactions. Really? <clears throat> but that's another story altogether, yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I read about that, but I didn't know that it was it, you substitute the microtransactions. Uh, that's yeah uh dead island sales next up oh chilly by the way do you have anything to say about let's Play dlc i know you're a fan
2: uh I, I hope it's a lot more horror based than the actual game itself it's been it is more action based than the previous games so
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: some extra it, horror though. dlc would be nice as long as it is actually horror
1: yeah i agree with that
0: dead island sales have topped 5 million this blew my mind we had to talk about it uh this is what sony needs to fucking understand Countless fucking developers, and, and, and like I can rant about this on the podcast. Uh, fucking what happened? To, sorry, sorry for swearing, everybody. If, if this is this podcast is no longer PG thirteen, um, <laughs> what happened to Superbot pisses me off. To you don't even you can't even understand to what balance. Uh, Sony kind of said, "Hey, Superbot, we're gonna give you a shot. We're gonna employ you for three years. We're gonna put you under the Sony Santa Monica wing, and uh, we're gonna pump you with some serious talent." Seth Killian joined onto the team later on. Omar Kendall. Uh, Chan Park. These guys are all super awesome. What ended up happening is, they said, hey guys, we'll give you a a shot, and we're never going to figure out, maybe in a a few years, we're never going to figure out what really happened, but what it seems like Sony is doing is, Sony is kind of coming to these developers, super talented developers, mind you, and saying, hey, we're going to give you a shot to make what you want, we're going to give you the amount of time you want, and uh, we're going to publish it and just make it, we'll get it out there. If it's great, we'll see what happens. It could turn into into a franchise, look what happens to Uncharted. So, they did this to, to eat, sleep, play with um twisted metal with to lightbox with starhawk uh superbot with psabr all of these games that didn't pan out and haven't sold that kind of it's it's done for those developers you know it's like it happened to zipper uh the wipeout guy studio liverpool closed like sony has closed so many studios because they can't market games for shit uh Super cool games. Nobody even knows what the hell they're about. Nobody even knows Starhawk is out. Nobody even played Starhawk. I was just playing Starhawk, and just, I'm gonna, which is which is why I'm so fueled by this rage. I'm going to talk about that after. Starhawk's a pretty fucking good game. Did, uh, um, sorry, I didn't
1: mean to interrupt. Did Starhawk not do well then? Starhawk didn't did that.
0: super poorly. Super mm-hmm. poorly, and Lightbox closed thereafter. That's uh, a shame because I bought it day yeah. one. Yes, okay. I, mean, I, I dude, I bought Starhawk about three weeks to like I think it was three weeks after launch for thirty dollars. Brand new from Best Buy, so uh, yeah, that that that's how much it wasn't selling. Like it got slashed. Like a month later, it was half price. Oh, It's uh,
1: disappointing. That
0: hit, super disappointing. That. <laughs> Why? Because Sony can't market games for shit. They don't know what they're doing right now in terms of marketing. They, you know, whatever happened to their PR, uh, their PR team last year when they kind of restructured? Whatever yada yada. I guess I guess they're in trans- a transitional phase right now. But look at the Vita. It's another thing where Sony has this problem right now where they have some people that really know what they're doing and they're producing awesome content and awesome hardware and Sony's just failing on getting it out there. And why I'm talking about this is because look at Dead Island. Sales have topped 5 million units. Dead Island. You remember that CG trailer that looked super cool and everybody was super stoked for it and then the game came out and everybody was kind of bashing it? Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, Deep Deep Silver still brought this game out and and they sold over 5 million copies globally since its launch in September 2011. Um... Hey that's man, I, I know I know it's on three platforms: PC, uh, PlayStation Three, and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. But for a game like Dead Island, that's that was so like you know it, it it got pretty middling reviews, and a lot of people had a lot of bad things to say about it. <laughs> um, sorry, I said yeah, publisher Deep Silver, uh, developers Techland. Um, it, it, I'm honest, I'm honestly happy for them. Hey, your your game sold five million. Great, fucking take take a take a page out of their book, Sony you got great games that don't sell, and these guys have got decent games that sell a lot. Whatever. All right. right, uh, Sorry about that. That was kind of Don's uh, fire for a bit. So, um... (laughs) Don's fire, that's what she said. Um, Another game that sold a lot, Borderlands 2. This isn't surprising, though.
2: That's an amazing game, though, so...
0: Yeah, it is. Totally. Six million copies worldwide, publisher Take-Two has announced. Um... For reference, the loot, ha- sh- the, sorry, the loot happy shooter has sold around five million units by the end of October last year, becoming quote one of the most successful releases in 2K's history. Uh, 2K confirmed, sorry, Take Two confirmed during its Q3 2013 report that digital revenue increased by 244 percent year over year, of which Borderlands 2 was a major contributor. Um, Borderlands 2 will be supplemented at retail with the re- release of an add-on content pack, which includes the expansions Captain Scarlet and her Pirate's Booty and Mr. Torg's Campaign of Carnage. Um, we gave Borderlands 2 a 9? Nine? Yeah, 9.5 actually. Adam Dolge really, really really enjoyed it. Um, good. I'm happy. Borderlands 2 is awesome. Sold 6 million units. Great. Successfully. Three the of those units industry. are mine. <laughs> Three of them are yours. and And you've got the <laughs> Two, let me get you like two loot chests and one regular.
2: Now I've got two loot and one download
0: copy. Crazy bastard! What was the point of it, the download copy? It was seventeen quid on the store
2: a couple of weeks ago in Europe during the January sale.
0: Hot damn! Damn. <laughs> so how many squids, <laughs> squids dollars? Is that I think it's
2: about just over thirty.
0: That's pretty good. Uh, was that a PlayStation yeah,
2: yeah. Plus deal? Um, I'm not. Yeah, it was. It was nineteen quid. Without Plus,
0: though, so... So, a few more squids. Yeah, a few more squids. <laughs> I love PlayStation Plus. It's so good. Um, we, we just have to breeze over this next news bit. bit. I just really saw it. and, and uh, Mike, I love the thumbnail you chose for this. Uh <laughs> groovy, <isn't> it? He <laughs> <laughs> you knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, report. New Hitman film cast. Paul Walker. Uh, Mike, you actually wrote a pretty serious uh, news piece about this, but I would have just kind of... Um, Talked about his luscious blonde hair and how I hope they keep it for <laughs> to
1: dream, How dreamy he looks in the picture. <laughs> yeah, so
0: if, if you guys want to head to, uh, it was posted on February sixth by Mike. Uh, he included a thumbnail of Paul Walker, and it's just, he, it's just kind of have. He has his uh, his hand on his chin and he's kind of smiling, looking to the side. Mike chose his hilarious <laughs> picture, but anyways. I will find it. Um, not during the podcast, Chili. But um, what do you think about that, Paul Walker? Agent 47. Uh, Fast and I, and can't
1: imagine, I can't imagine him bald, to be honest, but he's, had to be fair, I've seen actually, no, that's a that whole other story altogether, but I, I actually like the Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> even mind. though I can't drive and don't even like cars, it's a crazy <laughs> thing. I don't I don't even understand how that came to be. But And he's, he's definitely an action guy. I reckon he could do quite well, to be honest. That's my opinion. I'm not saying I'm a massive paul walker fan or that picture might convince you otherwise <laughs> but i reckon he could make it, if he can cut if he can like pull off a look i reckon he could do quite well he is quite a good action um action guy so whatever i mean oh i got that picture yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go it was the guy before it was timothy Oliphant, wasn't it i don't know bro yeah it was it was Timothy Olyphant he was the um
0: Oh yeah, a, yeah
1: yeah 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 the original hitman film um, yeah,
0: yeah. so
1: you know i mean he he was quite a, an interesting choice so i think i think Paul Walker could do the job mhm
0: mhm
2: mhm
1: that's just uh, me
0: metal gear rising spoilers i guess They're not really spoilers cuz it was all over the internet um, metal gear solid 4's sunny has been confirmed as a returning character in metal gear rising um tch. You guys want to take this? I'm just gonna go on another rant. Um,
1: well, I did confirm that there would be some returning characters, and I don't know, it's pretty cool. To see Basically, some,
0: yeah, I guess. Yeah, they showed it off in the latest issue of Famitsu. I know, you, I know, you're great with this photo. I'm a whole of Japanese spoiler, magazine. Yeah, just fucking. We, we go over this all the time. Why is this a thing? Why did they show this off? You guys, what were you guys telling me about Metal Chili? What were you telling me about Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, before the podcast?
2: Well, before Mel 2, well, about the same time as Mel Gibson Two came out, a magazine did a walkthrough to through the whole game. But for mm-hmm. certain scenes that had to had Ryden in it, they had Snake in it instead, so that you had no spoilers in the fact that you'd actually play as Ryden instead of Snake. Yeah, and any reference to the name was blanked out. And that's
0: awesome. That wow. is awesome because I
1: do not do that anymore.
0: <laughs> even yeah, exactly. Even just last generations, even just last generation, there were still secrets in the video game industry. Now, publishers and developers feel like they gotta just blow everything out of the water before the game comes out to just convince you to freaking buy it. You, you want a few recent examples, Mike? You could have been so in love with Resident Evil Six if, when you finished it, they surprised you with an Ada campaign. You know, if, if 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 when if, if when you're just playing DMC, then you see Virgil, you would have shat your pants. But no, they had to completely spoil that over and over and over again. And now yeah. Sunny, hey Sunny is gonna be showing up in Metal Gear Rising. Shit, I'm not completely sold on Rising. I know that the gameplay is amazing, but I'm a I'm an old school. Call me what you whatever you want. I'm a jaded Metal Gear Solid fan uh i just want more stealth action i love i like raiden i don't like where they took raiden i think he's a little bit too extreme now but whatever i'm sure rising's gameplay will still be super solid if i was playing rising and then sunny just showed up oh man i would have been like oh shit but now i know she's gonna show up so i'm expecting it so like it's it's all gone hey sunny <laughs> yeah sony come on man yeah. it's not sony oh you say sunny or i sony? said hey sunny
1: because oh, now you, you would be surprised <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like oh hey sunny yeah hey
2: sunny
0: <laughs> what's up <laughs> yeah how's it going girl uh, oh, no.
2: if i'm brightly also sorry about this um on no, the back of metal gear solid 2 they also did the same thing with the riding pictures as well they put snake on the back of it instead of riding in europe at least That's they did.
1: yeah i've got the um yeah it's funny i got i was looking at the cover not too long ago i got the special edition like the two disc one which has got yeah. i think it's like the making of metal gear solid 2 on the, yeah. um, the disc and um there's no picture of ride in there at all.
0: Mm. Chili, whenever you've got any, whenever you've got any of this weird uh, Mike's got the encyclopedic knowledge, I just got fucking rage. <laughs> well, whenever you've got this weird trivia, whenever you know these weird things, these weird facts, always say them no matter what I'm talking about. I don't care. If it's about some rape simulator in Japan, give me all the details.
2: <laughs> well, I've got quite a few of those.
0: Rape simulators? <laughs> there's a Vita one coming out okay moving on um, so Sunny returning character in Metal Gear Rising that sucks to know but hey that was the original story about Rising right that's what, what Kojima wanted it to be it's when uh, it's when, so Kojima yeah, it originally when developing Metal Gear Rising it was the story between 2 to 4 yeah. of how Raiden became that cyborg and him yeah. going to save uh, directly after 2 him going to save Olga's daughter we remember that right Mike yeah, yeah. And then they kind of handed it off to Platinum, and Kojima said, I have nothing to do with this fucking game anymore. It's, I'm taking back the solid title, and you guys do it. Uh, so now it's kind of, they scrapped that story. It's in, it's after Metal Gear Solid 4. Raiden is completely different. Um,. And yeah, so Sunny's a bit older, whatever. That
1: was back when they used to uh they demoed all the melon cutting stuff, wasn't it? When um yep, yep. was involved. Yeah. Yeah,
2: you can when... still cut melons in the demo though, which was <laughs> Oh, okay, fun. fair enough. Yeah. I remember that. i remember that,
0: yeah. Uh one I love this. Uh user one solid snake says <laughs> Amazingly, I'm avoiding this game. It's not it's just not for me. I played the demo, looks alright, but names were stupid. Slashing everyone gets boring to me. Just Not liking uh, what I see. Why Kojima passed this along to Platinum Games? Well, I guess he means he doesn't know why uh, Kojima passes on Platinum Games. Listen, I guarantee you, Metal Gear Solid Rising will be a huge hit, huge success. Uh, Actually, I don't guarantee that. I predict it, but um, it's not the Metal Gear we know and love. It'll still be getting
2: very good reviews. So
0: yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, big big C man one two three says love the gameplay in this game. Platinum has made another fantastic hack and slash game. Also, I'm glad to see more characters from MGS4. I was hoping that Sunny would now be sort of like how Oticon was for Snake. I love her new look. Uh, hopefully, we'll hear more about Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, or MGS5, or whatever Kojima has next at E3 or sooner. And then Gameaholic 7 this guy with the biggest troll comments of all time, Kay. says this game is a disgrace to the name harsh words uh sony's is that that what he said yeah that's what he said no i made it up mike because i'm just a fucking asshole no i meant
1: is that all he said yeah that's all he said this game
0: just this game is disgraceful like he came onto that page and just commented just to spread hate just to spread negativity internet anonymity everybody um next up sony's q3 results are pretty bleak Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) Sony Corporation today unveiled its Q3 financial results with the console makers gaming sector recording a 15.1% drop in sales. That's a whopping 86.4% decline in overall income. Jesus Christ! Yeah.
2: One thinks one might be releasing a new console soon.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately for the electronics giant, it wasn't just gaming that took a hit. Many of Sony's other divisions suffered it losses. Sony posted sales of 268.5 billion yen for the quarter uh, ended on December thirty first, down year on year from three hundred sixteen point one yen billion billion yen. Sorry. Uh, you see, when, whenever I'm reading yen, the number is so high that I'm just like, hold on, this can't be right because my eyes see 268 billion, and I'm like, well, yeah. well, <laughs> there's a mistake here, so that's why I kind of pause when reading it. But then yen, uh, so that makes sense. Yeah, um, <laughs> 316.1 billion yen. <laughs> down year-over-year. Year. As a result, profit fell from 33.8 billion yen to 4.6 billion yen from the same <laughs> period last year. The company attributed a dip in, lower quote, lower sales of hardware and software on the PlayStation 3 and PSP, end quote, though added the decline was, quote, partially offset by the sales on the PlayStation Vita since it launched in December 2011. Um, Furthermore, operating costs for Sony's game division decreased due to the, quote, decrease of sales of PlayStation 3 software and PSP hardware. Wait, (sighs) yeah. Uh, As such, the sector recorded a year-over-year decrease of $29.2 Yeah, 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 whatever. Okay. Lots of numbers. (laughs) Yeah, lots of numbers. Sony's not doing so well, losing a lot of yens. But guess what, guys? Sony has called a PlayStation meeting on February 20th in New York City where it expect is it it is expected that the platform holder will unveil its next generation home console <laughs> codename Orbis Yep how would you like that yeah. apples <laughs> PS4 is cancelled you heard it here first it's not Apple <laughs> Sony's out of the business everybody because assholes They've Dreamcast it yeah, yeah, been you Your assholes keep leaving super negative comments on com <laughs> about super uh about, about anything really you guys just i love how the playstation uh, fan base is just so riled up and so passionate about everything that when something gets announced about metal gear rising just some people go to town and say this game is a disgrace to the metal gear name i love the playstation fan base you guys are all awesome i uh,
2: still remember last year when i was at the meeting uh you're a gamer and, and haido kojima asked everyone who likes Ry- uh, raiden and pretty much nobody said anything it was just incredibly quiet oh. <laughs> oh awkward man
0: this is you guys ready for story time i don't think i've ever said the story on podcast derailed you ready for story time uh, Yay. Uh, yeah,
2: sure.
0: greatest moment of my life mike you didn't even seem like you were ready for story time come on no i just didn't
1: want to get derailed too much That's something
0: oh, oh oh okay <laughs> I guess I guess we should start another podcast then. Uh, <laughs> greatest moment of my life, E3 last year. Oh uh, yeah, man. This is kind of like one of those. This is the first time I had ever uh, had this kind of starstruck feeling. There, there were a few other industry professionals that uh, you know I've been around, but there's one in specific, one in particular that I have never been around. That when I was, I absolutely turned into a jellyfish. So. Uh, Doug Bishop, Stephen Williamson, who is now Mr. PSU, congratulations to uh, Stephen Williamson's recent promotion. He is now in charge of PSU.com.
2: Woo! Um, the British are rising. God
0: damn it. <laughs> yeah. um, so, me, Doug Bishop, Stephen Williamson, we were at Sony's pre press conference party, right? So, this is where all industry, a bunch of media, a bunch of industry professionals are gathering, and there's food trucks all around. There's uh, open bar, so we're kind of just getting our drink on, getting our eat on, uh, having a good time, kicking it, you know, seeing other uh, cool journalists there, there was, uh, you know, the Kotaku guys, Destructoid, IGN was there, uh, everybody, everybody's there, it's freaking, they're the press conference, right, so, kind of just all kicking it, seeing some really cool developers, uh, Saw KG and Fune there, that was really cool, uh, then I'm kind of just, like, standing up near a table with the dudes, and we're just talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. my eyes... <laughs> Kind of just brushed past this table. I see this, 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 this glowing Japanese man wearing sunglasses, and 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 I kind of did the double take, like what, what? And I looked, and I'm like, that face is none other than Kojima-san's face. And I said to myself, holy shit, you guys, I'm pooping in my pants right now. Um, it's the first time I ever saw Kojima in person, and for me, uh, to be totally honest with you guys, playing Metal Gear Solid one was one of those moments well, – playing the – sorry, the demo for Metal Gear Solid 1 was one of those moments where I really realized that I, I, I need to work in the video game industry. I'm like – I played it. And I'm like, all right, this is, this is clearly all I ever want to do ever <laughs> is play Metal Gear Solid 1. <laughs> so I need to get in this industry somehow. So I kind of told them, I said, Steve, Doug, don't freak out, but Kojima's there. And they're like, oh, cool, cool. And I'm like, why aren't you guys freaking out? <laughs> it's fucking Kojima. <laughs> come on um so we kind of like uh i I approached him and he was in a meeting with like three other dudes he was in like it was him his translator and there was like three other dudes sitting at a table but they were all japanese and they were just talking i didn't know at the time they're in a meeting so i kind of approach kojima and the translator kind of looks at me and is like can can i help you and i'm like i I just you know wanted to say a few words uh to this this beautiful man uh and he's like oh we're in a meeting right now could you come back in a bit i'm like oh shit sorry i felt completely stupid you guys are just all talking japanese um they look super japanese and you know how japanese people look they look like they're always in a meeting i don't mean to be racist <laughs> but uh yeah so i kind of walk away and i'm kind of just eyeballing them the whole time and Steven and doug are talking to me and nothing they say even matters uh i'm just kind of going in one ear and leaving the other and i'm just staring down kojima and as soon as those dudes leave that table i i beeline towards it and i'm like hey can i maybe just say a few things he's like yeah sure and I I get introduced to, like, the art director, and I get introduced to Kojima, and I couldn't even really speak, and this is stupid, right, because we work in this industry, we we do these interviews all the time, but Kojima's the one guy that I've never met, and he's, you know, like, I, I was a serious Metal Gear fanboy, like, after high school and stuff like that, during high school, uh, I was a serious Metal Gear fanboy, so... Like, it's kind of near and dear to my heart. This is before I ever got into journalism. So when I saw Kojima, I kind of freaked out, and I handed him my business card, my PSU business card with my name on it and my phone number and everything, and he kind of took it, he looked at it bowed and he just stared at it for like 15 seconds i'm like what's this dude doing looking at my business card and i was freaking out i'm like holy shit he's he's looking at mine and he hands me his and i'm like all starstruck and i'm just staring at it back and i, I keep looking at it and i'm like oh my god this is the coolest business card i've ever seen and it had rising revengeance on it uh, and i i took some pictures with him and it was all super cool and i, and I was super flabbergasted and i extremely happy and i couldn't even i, I must have had a fucking 36 inch erection without even knowing it um <laughs> So then I walk back and I just have this huge smile on my face and I'm like, holy shit, you guys. And you know, Doug's kind of like all into business, right? So I'm like, dude, I don't know what happened. I handed him my business card and he just kept staring at it. He's like, dude, wait a second. Did he hand you a business card? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know, it's Japanese culture that you're supposed to like stare at business cards for like 10 seconds, right? I'm like, oh, what? And then he's like, did you stare at his business card? And I think back and I'm like, whoa, wait, I actually did. I was so like starstruck that I was just looking at his card like I, I couldn't believe it. So without even without even doing it on purpose, I actually uh, kind of worked the secret Japanese code. Uh, <laughs> but he bowed at my, when he got my card. I didn't really bow. I should have. Uh, I shook his hand, though, and it felt amazing. I took a picture. If
1: you bowed, i think your knees would have given way. Yeah, if I bowed, i just snap his shins. <laughs> um, what did you say to him, dude? Because you said you were going to say a few words. Did you like ask, say something to the translator to talk um,
0: like, to him? I did. I, I said that, you know, exactly kind of what I just told you guys. I said that when I played the... You know, I, Metal Gear was my favorite game growing up. It it, it it made me realize my love for video games and where what video games can be. And that in ultimately, it played a big role in me becoming a journalist. And... That's what he told Kojima, and Kojima was like, wow, you know, thank you. And I, and I just, right. it was my first interaction with Kojima. Now, you know, uh, way back when, before we started writing, you know, I was just like uh, just like you guys, everyday listeners of uh, Podcast Derailed, uh, and I'm sure if you guys met Kadeo Kojima, some of you big Metal Gear fans, you'd also flip your shit. Uh, i right. Yes.
2: Uh, it's I a- was willing to wait three hours in the queue just to meet, see the
0: meeting, so yeah, I would. Yeah, definitely, man. It was, it was the first time I ever saw him in person too. Somehow, I mean, I met a lot of. I've I've interviewed and met a lot of really cool developers. I mean, you know, one of the coolest ones were, was is uh, Suda Fifty One. I love. Oh it. yeah, yeah. I forgot, just, um, you got your picture with him as well, didn't you? Yeah, that guy is just super fun to talk to. He's super down to earth. He'll talk to anybody. If you guys go to PAX East, he might be there. I don't know if he's got a game to... Um, promote right now. Killer, yeah, is killer, killer is dead. Yeah. 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 Um, he was there last year with Jessica Negri, and they they were super silly. You, he he totally allowed pictures with him, and I had pretty cool interviews with him. Uh, I also recently met, and then this is the last, longest derailment ever. I also recently met uh, Nobuo Matsu which that was another moment where I was like, oh shit, this is awesome, and he's he's the composer for a lot of the older Final Fantasy games. Final Fantasy, yeah. This was at the oh. uh, Final Fantasy Orchestra here in Montreal. Uh, okay. So yeah, that, that was my story about meeting Kojima. So even though I talk shit about Rising and you hear me be kind of negative, you know that deep down, I still got all that love. I mean, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale was announced and they started periodically announcing those characters. And as soon as Raiden was announced, I'm like, that's my character. No matter what. I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> and I still play Raiden to this day. So either way. Uh, guys, time for next uh, news story. I feel like I've bored <laughs> the shit out of you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no man, that was really, actually, really awesome. I'm, I'm sure my mind's, I'm sure my mind's going to be blown when I go to E3 this year. Definitely. Are you? Yes,
0: yeah, so I'm actually going to E3. Oh, oh sweet. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome.
2: That's
0: awesome. Uh, Next next up on news, Rayman Legends is no longer a Wii U exclusive, and it's coming to PS3 in September. Take that, Nintendo! Suck my dude! (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Rayman Origins fans rejoice. Ubisoft has announced that the Wii U exclusive sequel, Rayman Legends, is no longer a Wii U exclusive. While a delay will force gamers of all platforms to wait for September, Rayman Legends will now launch simultaneously on PS3, Xbox 360, and, of course, the Wii U. How Ubisoft will port the Wii U gamepad specific controls and features remains to be seen, but we're confident that the studio's multiplatform we're confident in the studio's multi platform expertise. Um here's the thing. I'm happy about this. I'm happy that it's coming to the PS3. Although what it's doing is is it's actually Rayman Legends, from what I understand, was supposed to be released on the Wii U what next month or something? Yeah, no, very, very soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: and it's and, already finished on the wii u right they
0: finished making it and now wii u owners have to wait until september to get it on the wii u just because they, they want to launch it all at the same time so that's yeah, there's been a
1: there's been a huge uproar about this yeah that's kind People of a plan. slap in the face yeah that is uh, I, I can understand why they are pissed off yeah i guess but they've
2: got an exclusive demo Woo!
0: <laughs> wow
1: <laughs> um talk about slapping someone in the face with
0: your cock oh jesus uh, but totally um next up ratchet and clank full frontal assault delayed again for ps vita and includes an incentive and you want to talk about slapping someone in the face in your with your cock guess what uk uh the incentive for the delay um for ps vita in north america as Chile, you were telling me is deadlock it- right Deadlock, yep, yeah. Ratchet & Clank Deadlocked. Which makes sense, because it's like, hey, uh, this isn't a very good Ratchet & Clank game, but we've already released all the other good ones uh, on an HD collection, we want to give you guys something new. Uh, PS Vita, uh, you'll get the cross-buy, which is already an insane value, but hey, since we delayed it, uh, you'll get Deadlocked, which is just uh, like a nice, like, thank you, uh, or a nice, sorry, that's a nice apology. But in the UK, you guys aren't getting Deadlocked, you're getting...
2: Motorstorm RC...
0: Oh yeah. yeah, girl. No, wait. Let me just preface whatever is about to be said. I have the double platinum in Mortar Storm see, so that's on Vita and on PSN. I really, really enjoyed Mortar Storm see. Don't don't think that just just because it's a downloadable game, it's not fun. It was tons of fun. Um, but I understand that it's still a bit weird, right? That yeah, it's still a bit weird that uh, I've i got okay. no,
2: I've got nothing against us getting Mortar Storm. I think, as you said, it's an amazing game. It's just the uh, weirdness of the fact that we're not getting a ratchet and crank game yeah i know
0: it's kind of like you, you, i don't know why you guys aren't getting deadlocked it's a, it's not like by giving you guys deadlocked that would kind of abolish sales because i wonder how many people are even buying deadlocked in the uk you know oh. or worldwide that 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 was not that was probably the worst ratchet game on ps2 actually it was the worst ratchet yeah. game on ps2 um but motorist rc is really good i know that stephen williamson really really loved the uh, rc And he was vouching for it for, like, the when we were doing the Game of the Year stuff. Anyway, next up. Jesus Christ. Assassin's Creed 3 ships 12 million units. I'm
1: not surprised. Yeah. Assassin's Creed seems to do more, um, shift more units year over year, so...
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, like I said, I haven't got around to playing number three yet so I can't comment on if it's any good but I'm a messi- most people have been listening to Daryl for a long time and now I'm a huge fan of AC yeah. I'm playing through all of them again right now and um, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to going through three for the first time so yeah but I think um, uh, I don't know I would still like I would still like to see kind of a break to refresh things and start you know kind of like really refresh the, the game engine and all the mechanics and everything for a while it wouldn't hurt to give it a break I don't think for the good of the series, you know, because I mean I'm a massive fan, but I think these yearly things is gonna okay. eventually kind of run it into the ground. I don't know. I'm just I'm just a bit concerned. That's all.
0: No, and then these are valid concerns, Mike. This is not yeah. something that you're pulling out of your ass. I mean, we've we've, sp- we've spoken about this, but hey, listen. Until until they see any type of slowdown, they won't stop.
1: Yeah, they won't. Yeah, look at Call of Duty. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, uh,
2: they've already started talking about assassin's creed Four already 2014
1: yeah yeah 2014 yeah oh yeah that um yeah that reminds (laughs) me i think um the article that we wrote actually assumes that it will be out in holiday 2014 but it's actually means fiscal year year, 14 which is um i think it's any time from oh is it is it first the first of april this year to 31st of march um (laughs)
0: 2014 i don't know i don't want to talk about the fiscal shit Last episode of podcast Derailed. Yeah,
1: it I remember. And Ben Benin was dead, right? They do have their own kind of like little um, quarters and stuff.
0: And then it got brought up again a few days later on Twitter, and now again <laughs> and the next episode of Derailed. No way, man! Yeah. I'm just not right, even man. talking about this fiscal shit. Uh, so I
2: was right, Mike.
0: No, you yeah, weren't. You
1: were. No, you weren't. They, uh, companies want, do have their own fis- You know, they do have their own their own quarters and stuff. It's different to how the actual a full calendar year works.
0: I like, want right Michael now, and Ernest back on my team for this. <laughs> um so new hero new setting yeah apparently and mike you wrote a feature you're sorry i don't know if you. I write so it in the you fe- no i'm writing the feature all right you're, you're writing a feature mind if we tease it go for it about why assassin's creed should be in london
1: yes i actually.
0: think that's a pretty cool fucking idea
1: yeah i've got some cool suggestions for that and scaling I
0: big ben baby
1: yeah among many others yes i don't want to reveal too much but yeah that should be up um like this week I cool,
0: maybe. I can't wait to give it a read. Thank you. Yep. Um. <laughs> elsewhere, Ubisoft announced that Far Cry 3 has shipped 4.5 million units, while Just Dance 4 has shipped nearly 8 million copies. <laughs> the company posted sales of 802 million euros for the quarter uh, of October to December 2012, making an increase of 23 percent year over year. So Ubisoft's doing pretty good for themselves with Ubisoft the release. Ubisoft's on fire, man. Yeah, they're on fire. Out to be great uh next up media molecule has hinted at a new project the developer behind critically acclaimed little big planet series has seemingly posted up a new teaser for a new project media molecule's official website notably includes a question mark among its list of games with the page linking to a clip from tuya's it's a mystery it's a song uh, no further information is given the company is currently beavering on the way to uh, on a brand new IP for the PlayStation Vita, Tearaway, which is due for release this year. As far as we know, however, this is the only game it's working on. Uh, so quite what the mystery project may be is anyone's guess. With rumors... Of,
2: the team that's making Tearaway is really
0: small. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, not... it's a small team. Uh, kind of like what's happening at uh, Guerrilla with Killzone Mercenary. People yeah. seem to be forgetting that there are these core Sony teams of successful IPs that are making... You know, these Vita games or these PSN games or, or kind of side things, but the core teams are actually working on something heavy and they've been doing that for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, what we're going to see from Mini Molecule soon, I don't know, but am I excited? Well, I just pooped my pants. So what does that tell you? <laughs> uh, I'm throwing
2: money at the screen right now as we're. <laughs> <with my hands>.
0: I wonder why a coin just hit me in the
2: eye. <laughs> a coin. Sorry, I was throwing it at the wrong people.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, chilly. Uh, this week's PS Plus update includes free games and more discounts. Uh, this is the North American PS Plus. Sorry, UK listeners, I don't think that the this week's PS Plus stuff has been announced. Has it, Mike?
1: Sorry, it's just you always have to apologise to UK listeners.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, Uh, we uh, admittedly one of the weirdest parts about PSU and you know this if you visit our site every day is that we have like I said we have writers from all over the world so when Mike writes an article about like oh something's coming out on PSN sometimes it's only on the UK PSN and when we write an mm -hmm. article about something's coming out on PSN it's usually about America so yeah yeah
1: usually I like sorry I was just going to say I like to try and like Cater to both audiences, but a lot of the time yeah. it's simply a, a, the story I'm writing is just based on the UK right. version. Otherwise, you know, I don't leave out the American one if it's there just just because I'm in the UK. But yeah, oh, sure. normally, normally it's UK based, which is annoying because we don't get the American. Usually, American stuff is still it's actually known at the time, but they don't include it in the um press releases
0: right. we we know your races, man don't worry about it so um <laughs> in terms of free games we get closure uh psn game and closure is actually really cool we were talking about this on derailed a few episodes back i don't remember when but um if you guys don't know what it is closure is a unique stylistic puzzle platformer that takes the concept of light and shadows and twists it up into something never seen before in closure's dark and foreboding universe the only thing that exists are what you can see an object Properly lit up is physically there, yet an object shrouded in darkness ceases to be. Experience this mind-bending puzzler as a free PlayStation Plus member. Uh, we've got ah. Critter Crunch eighty percent off for PS Plus members. So it was original originally priced at six six ninety nine, and the PS Plus price will now be a dollar forty. If you have never played Critter Crunch and you're a PlayStation member PlayStation Plus member, drop a dollar, a buck fifty, a buck fifty for this. Do it. Just drop it because it's really good. Uh 20% off for PS Plus. Not originally 9.99, now 7.89 is Alien Breed a PS3 and PS Vita cross-buy enabled game. Uh we've got Derek the Deathfin, now priced at $4 for PS Plus members, $8 for non-PS Plus. NHL 13 20% off for PS Plus members. Uh 30 making it 38.99. Sorry, 38 39. That's a weird pricing. Um original mm-hmm. price was 47.99. NHL 13 so that's pretty cool. So we've got uh, for specials, PS Plus this week in North America has gotten Critter Crunch, Alien Breed, Direct to Deathfin, NHL 13, and as a free game closure, can't complain there. PS Plus is great. Next up, you guys ready?
2: One sec. Go for it. Europe got. Um, oh sorry. <laughs> um, Europe got on Plus Alien Breed 20% off. Nice. Alien Breed Trilogy 20% off. Cool. Pretty much all the Alien Breed 20% off. I
0: didn't even know there was a trilogy, but cool.
2: Formula One Race Stars 100% off
0: hundred percent? Did you say a hundred percent off?
2: Yeah, free. So free, yeah. <laughs> sleeping Dogs free. Oh, um, Fifteen percent nice. off all the DLC for Sleeping Dogs. Um, and Quantum wait, Condrum. Wait. No, also. No,
0: wait, wait, uh, chili wasn't Sleeping Dogs like two weeks ago?
2: No, but it's February. February, yep. Yeah, yeah okay. no, it's this month. All right, all right. It was. It went live last week, so. Oh, okay, okay. No problem. Yeah, so, continue.
0: Yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to derail you. And actually,
2: Quantum Conundrum, hundred percent, and that's another free game.
0: Yeah, that that's that, that was free a few weeks ago here on um yeah. uh, in North America too. I haven't tried it. You guys haven't tried um, it yet. No, no,
2: it was meant to
1: be pretty good. I think
0: I have. I have it on my PS3. Whenever I highlight it, uh, I'm greeted with this just hilarious song. It's just it's just a terrible backdrop of an ugly ass cat, like this painting of a cat, and then some extremely like this super distortion guitar, just kind of. I don't know. When I flip a switch and raise things i my soft zombie. I don't know. That's the song I hear. <laughs> but hey, okay. you'll understand what oh. I mean when you download it. And we get 20%
2: off Alien Conal Marines. Oh yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> That's not bad though. 20% off. Yeah, but it's 50 quid on the store, so. 50 squids. Uh, next up, Journey Dev is going multi platform with Next Project. Now, this is something that was written about and rumored and said that, you know, after we released Journey, uh, they said that, yeah, we, we technically won't have to stay exclusive to the PS3 platform. But then they they also said, I wrote an article saying, uh, I remember writing an article saying that, oh, I guess it's going to be on Xbox, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, then they, they kind of said, no, we didn't mean that it's going to be on the Xbox, blah, blah, blah. but now more information. The founder of that game company has confirmed that his studio's next title will make a transition into multi-platform territory. Speaking during a chinwag, nice mic, with Polygon at Dice, uh, Genova Chen noted that to achieve wide-reaching financial success, the studio must venture beyond the constraints of Sony-owned consoles. Furthermore, Chen observed that at one point during its development, PlayStation 3 exclusive Journey actually bankrupted the developer, which is actually really cool. If you guys can... Uh, I don't know where you can watch it, maybe on YouTube, but check out Jenova Chen's speech at DICE. It was really heartwarming. Um, and they they cleaned up at DICE. They won so many awards, and good for them. Good for them. They really deserved it. Mm, Journey, definitely. Journey, Journey blew my mind. Um, said Chen, quote, I think to, to have a financial success that it's going to change everyone. It has to be much bigger than the game on the PlayStation platform. Uh, even though Journey did super well on the PlayStation platform, uh, it's a l- lot of units especially after winning IGN's game of the year um, Chen also said I ru- quote I run into a lot of frustrated students who study games to work on great art but then are but then find there is no place for them he added uh, I feel responsible for them because I show them that it is possible but there is no place for them my resolution is to create a big financial success uh, so I think that's pretty cool hey man you I, I it's it sucks that you're not PS exclusive anymore but man if you, if, if you need more money to make even better games than Journey even more power to you release on and everything everybody should experience Journey or what that game company can do so uh, that includes Xbox gamers PC gamers Nintendo gamers no not Nintendo gamers no I'm kidding uh, <laughs> yeah what do you guys are you guys sad about that multi-platform I mean no, we, it, was,
1: it was inevitable really yeah, so they, teased it, they teased it before and let's face it you know more people get the experience with games and that would be great the more money they have the more projects they can fund and that would be come out with something even bigger and better.
0: Lastly, Warner has confirmed a new Batman title for 2013. Yeah, this
1: slipped under the radar, this day, a bit.
0: Yeah, the full transcript of Warner's Q4 2012 earnings call, which transpired last week, uh, can be seen on Yahoo Finance. However, it seems the news slipped under the radar until today. In the report, John K. Martin, Chief Financial Officer at Time Warner, commented, we expect digital home video revenue to grow close to 20% in 2013, and we also have strong games uh, to release next year, which will include the next release in the Batman Arkham franchise. But there na-na-na. we have it. So, 2013. E3 reveal? I think so. Or sooner, maybe. I mean,
1: it's, it's weird, because they usually reveal the, um... I remember Arkham City 2... It's spike, right? So, yeah. What am I talking about? Arkham, so, Arkham City got, uh, yeah, unveiled its spike, and it didn't come out for, like, over like 18 to 18 months later, yeah, so it, yeah. seems, it seems a bit... Um, I hope this isn't going to be a rushed job at all and that it's been in the works for like quite a while because you know for obvious reasons because mm-hmm. it's, if it's out this year I mean we're in February now it's um, you know hopefully it's had a good a lot of development time under its belt yep especially <laughs> Arkham, if Rocksteady Arkham, aren't involved sorry what were you going to say then?
2: Arkham City was actually teased in Arkham Asylum as well yep it was an Easter oh, egg which sorry. had a map of yeah it was a little map that someone found to which pointed to where the Arkham City would be planned to build yep and it said the little sort of arkham city little text and yeah it was teased in
0: arkham asylum mm mm-hmm. i remember that i remember seeing it too so um we've got a we had we had a, that that's the end of news for now we've got we got a few reviews to cover and then i'm i'm leaving the floor to mike who has some revengeance. <laughs> To, to deal. Since he wasn't here last week, he didn't get to talk about uh, one of his uh, <laughs> biggest reviews, recent reviews. I'm just going to go over a few recent games and their review scores. Um, Dane Smith reviewed The Cave for us. He gave it a 7.5, saying a graphic adventure game that has AAA humor but lacks the substance to be an everlasting gem. Great for single run-through or enjoy, with, uh, enjoy a laugh with a few friends, but once the laughs die down, so does the game. Only lovers of the genre will keep coming back for thirds and fourths. Um that's the cave. We also reviewed Sly Cooper Thieves in Time. We gave that an eight point five. Uh Kyle Prawl really enjoyed it. He said, A faithful send up of cartoon humor and polished platforming. Sly Cooper's long-awaited return keeps things fresh with outstanding and compelling variety. Uh, <coughs> what's up, Julie?
2: The mention. I, I did the revita part of it at the end.
1: Okay. Vented okay. um uh place SB
0: be on Vita version, yeah. <laughs> at the end. Oh yeah, yep. I see here. I see. Okay, Do The, cool. the, end, the yeah. Vita difference. Yeah. So, can you can you talk a bit about what's different on the Vita version? Pretty much, uh, was. Well,
2: it's, it's pretty much the same game. It just there's a lot of cool features which you can use the, um, so you can use AR using the Vita to work out where treasures are in the PS3 version. And there's like cross save and cross load, which is pretty much standard now. Okay. Where if you carry on with the game on the PS3, you can just carry on on the Vita when you're away, and then just load your PS3 up and carry on.
0: That's pretty badass. What about graphically?
2: Yeah. How does it hold up? It's pretty pretty it's actually very good on the IOLD, but it is only thirty frames, unlike the PS3 version, which is sixty frames. Ah. So there's a bit of difference. Yeah. But it doesn't feel too laggy. It feels quite smooth even though it's a bit slower. Oh, it's cool, man. Just, it's it's a bit different, but it's it doesn't feel like a bad version. It feels pretty good. It feels solid. Sweet, especially
1: so you don't feel you like get, you're getting
2: rough then. <laughs> well, especially as you get free with Sly Cooper anyway. It's a cross by oh, yeah, title. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, of course, of course, yeah. Nice.
2: And it's only $40 in America instead of the full 60 as well. So, yeah. very really
0: cool. Cool. Uh, I think that is really cool. So, Kyle enjoyed the creative stealth platforming and vibrant worlds, the endless variety and surprisingly game, surprising gameplay mechanics – uh, witty dialogue and cartoon humor he disliked laugh, lackluster music narrative missteps and derivative skills and upgrades uh we've also reviewed dead space 3 and this is this is a little bit one of our more controversial reviews uh, not that i disagree with it I don't know, I haven't played the game yet, but Ernest Lin gave Dead Space 3 a 6.5 on 10, saying Dead Space 3 falls short of Visceral Games' ambition, offering a sequel that is mildly fun but sadly bogged down by numerous flaws. He did like the weapon crafting, the co-op play, and the last several chapters were a real highlight. However, he disliked the uninspiring story, numerous glitches, and the identity crisis um, of the game. I guess he, he means about what he, that, that what, Dead Space doesn't really know what it wants to be anymore, if it wants to be an over-the-top bombastic shooter or a survival horror game. Um, Siphon Filter commented and said I agree with this review the game doesn't deliver much or give new experiences same story gameplay enemies don't look much different uh, nor is the new faces and the only good feature in it is the weapons you can create um B uh, this is Jamie Coliver Our own Jamie Coliver commented and said This game is at least an 8 on 10 or above And the review seems to be more from a personal perspective Than a general one uh, Take from that what you will Dead Crow says This game was a letdown 6.5 is the right score for this game I was expecting more uh, Well, that's pretty interesting
1: Yeah, it's been quite um, uh, Polarizing From what I've seen I guess. Yeah, like you, I haven't played the game, though, so I can't really comment.
0: Okay, you see, I hate hate comments like this. By Corvette Steve. Corvette (laughs) Lamer. He says, What a crap review. Good thing I don't put any faith in the reviewer. I played it for about four and a half hours, and so far it's a lot like its predecessors. That's what a franchise is all about. Either way, it brought some innovation along with this release. The downside, they did not incorporate 3D-compatible into it. There were many set pieces that were that would have made a huge difference in it. Um, hey man, you don't you don't disagree with the review, that's fine. You don't have to rage. Don't talk shit about the who reviewed the game. Um, yeah, Edith
2: is a great guy. <laughs>
0: um Mike that opens up the oh, No wait, we've we've also got a corpse party uh review. 9 on 10 by Dane Smith uh a literary masterpiece that pushes the boundaries of video games being legitimate art with its suspenseful thrilling and unique narrative that takes the horror genre to a new level it is classic for those halloween fright nights but just to make sure just make sure to double check the doors are locked when you turn the lights out he liked the award-winning story superb voice acting and music diverse cast of characters he disliked the pacing issues and that there's no action um now mike the floor is open to you brother (laughs) We forgot to talk about your make I review last episode. I'm so sorry. You pointed this out to me. Uh, sorry, man. I, I did it on purpose because you weren't here. It was like spite. It was like it was like <laughs> revenge. No, I'm kidding. Uh Mike, go for it. DMC. You you gave it a nine on ten. You said, forget all the controversy surrounding Dante's new look. DMC is one of the most compelling action games you'll play this generation. You said that you adored the superb visuals, intuitive and satisfying combat system, and great boss battles, and varied bestiary. However, you dislike the linear level design, some long load times, and brief stuttering during cutscenes. Go.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> Devil May Cry. Um get this game, that's all I can say. I've been um a fan of the series since it first came out, and I was one of the um, the um, naysayers who were like up in arms over Dante's New Look when it was first revealed. Uh, I think at TGS 2010. And um, but no game has made me eat humble pie more than Devil May Cry. I will tell you that, and I'm glad I'm still choking on some now. <laughs> 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 seriously, this game, seriously, I was really impressed with this game because I, I wanted to like it. I just didn't see why they needed to reboot it because I, I was one of the people who actually quite liked Devil May Cry 4, but we won't go there. Um, I, they Ninja Theory, um, the guys who've done um, Heavenly Heavenly Sword and Enslaved, they've really, really nailed the core DNA of Devil May Cry, which of course is the um, over-the-top combos and stuff. They, I think the um, the difficulty is definitely. Toned down in comparison to at least Devil May Cry 3. Um, I'm admittedly not very good at Devil May Cry, but even I could see that the difficulty was definitely toned down. But it's not, it hasn't really been streamlined to the sense. But it's more commercial, for lack of a better term. It's still there's still an amazing amount of depth into the combos, and Dante has got a lot of weapons at his disposal because he now has um you've got the angel and you've got the demon powers. And each one of those holds a couple of weapons each and of course you've got your firearms and you've got your standard rebellion as well and you can literally mix and match all of these you can knock them up into the air you can jump slash away at them a bit then you can knock them away you can pull yourself towards them or you can pull or you can pull um them towards you because each again it's all, all part of the angel and the devil thing I and mean, it's literally you can keep this combo going as long as you can it's just brilliant there's so many in terms of variety, I, I don't think the series, series has ever seen as much as this. They've, they've expanded on what Devil May Cry 4 had, with, as I said, with the grapples, and it's now become standard for Dante. There's not like, obviously, you had Nero and Dante in the last one. This is just Dante. So Dante is armed to the teeth. Um, the, plat, the, um, the level design, obviously, is Devil May Cry, it's kind of linear, but... I like what they've done in the sense that they've implemented more um, kind of like platforming sections where you have to use the um, uh, the jump the jump move a lot more, but also the grapples and stuff. Like you on some cases, you have to um, sort of um, swing through these kind of like glowing blue orbs with the angel right, power, right, yeah. and you have to pull with the devil power. You have to pull hook onto these red panels, and you put literally pull out parts of the environment so you can hook onto them. And sometimes you have to com- use a combination of both. So you have to switch between, them. it's actually quite it's actually quite challenging, which I like because the um, the platforming sections and the other Devil May Cry games were actually quite simplistic. It was pretty much a means to an end, but in this, it feels part more part of the the core experience rather than just like a way to connect levels. Um, the the uh, the visuals are great. I mean, they are they are awesome. They really are great. They've got they they've got their own kind of look with this um, version of Devil May Cry because the setting is far more. It's more, the whole story and setting is far more contemporary. It's not based on, like, um, gothic and kind of Japanese anime. It's much more, you know, like the the um, one of the main bad guys in it is a, a television um, anchor, for example. And one of the fights involves you um, going through into this kind of, like, digitalized, dig, digitalized world and fighting a giant digital head of a guy. And in certain parts, he takes you into this fake kind of world where you're, it looks like they're filming you and you're moving around in real time in black and white and they claim that you're hacking up civilians and it's actually demons. It's really, really clever cool. and they're like branding you like a, a terrorist and everything. It's just really clever how they've done it and it's, it's um, uh, when the, um, when you actually fight the demons, it takes place in something called, in what's called Limbo because the city is Limbo City it's known as Limbo where all the demons come out and you try, um, it, trans- um, it cuts in between it intercuts between those areas and the real world, and it mixes things up really well. Like the real world is more obviously, it looks how it is, you know, in real life, you know, it looks normal, but when it comes into limbo, everything changes. It's more of a nightmare, demonic kind of style where you've got everything, you see everything for what it really is. For example, there's this really popular um, soft drink in Devil May Cry. I can't remember what it was called. I think it's for, um, oh, for li- Vitality that's something like that virility or vitality or yeah, something first. yeah and um, um people are addicted to it and in the in in limbo you actually see um you go to a plant where it's like to-
0: you're not gonna i mean you just try to steer clear of spoilers or whatever like i know i know you you would you wouldn't but like already i kind of feel like oh shit that sounds really cool and these are things that i otherwise wouldn't have oh sure um, i'll stop there i could go no you right. don't you don't have to but just just try to keep it spoiler free yeah, sorry. No, that was
1: getting a bit spoilers there. It's just so, so... It's such an interesting aspect, that's all. But yeah, that was getting a bit spoilers, so I cut from there. But yeah, basically um, the combat is fantastic. It doesn't get any better than that, I don't think. Um, don't be afraid of... Um, as for Dante's... Well, I suppose I should touch on it. Dante Dante's his own guy in this. This is Ninja Theory's Dante, but he's... I actually... Um, I do like the old guy better, but I do dislike the new Dante. He's his own guy. I actually think that as the, as the plot um, moves on, without spoiling anything, you do get to. Um, uh, I think his character does become more likable because when you start, um, he starts when you first see him. He, he's a bit difficult to warn to, but let's say that that probably does change. Um, Virgil is obviously in the game; everyone knows that now, thanks to as Don was saying about spoilers in the industry. Cap made that where um, he's actually pretty badass. Um, the, um, the main villain. I won't mention anything else of him, and he's um, pretty interesting as well. I think he's, he's a different. Let's, let's say he's a, a different take on an old villain. So anyone who knows the Devil May Cry series will recognise him by name at least. Um, but seriously, you need to pick up this game. Um, it is fantastic. It's um, yeah, the combat is great. The uh, everything about it. The level. The um, the grading system is now in real time, so you can see how many points you're racking up as you go along. And it goes all the way, obviously, from D to, uh, I think, triple S now. So there's plenty more incentive to keep replaying the levels again to improve your score. And there's many checkpoints there which allow you to restart in case you mess up. So, it's honestly, it's really user-friendly. And the combat is just awesome. It will flow from your fingers. Once you get to grips with what does what, you'll be just raking insane scores. It's fantastic. Cool. As you could probably tell, I could um, go on about that game for ages. But seriously, yeah, I couldn't. I just, I just, no, no game has made me feel more annoyed with myself in this. How much I could hate a game just on based just based on something silly like Dante's appearance because it is such a great game. It really is.
0: Mm. Okay. Cool, man.
2: Just Uh, before we change the subject on Devil May Cry, I want to bring this up in case you guys. I know you both are pretty big Resident Evil fans. Yeah, yeah. Did you know the original Devil May Cry?
0: Was yeah,
1: announced yeah, of Resident course. Evil Come on, title. man! What the fuck, Julie?
2: <laughs> don't come to us with that shit. Me all that. Yeah, no, Very no. I'm trying. I bit know bit a lot of
1: people don't know it, so. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yes, yeah. so I did know about. Um, you have <laughs> when it comes to Resident Evil, you you have to be pretty early in the morning to catch me out. <laughs> but yeah, it was Devil May Cry was um, uh, did come from a version of Resident Evil Four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And honestly, when you start Devil May Cry 1, it kind of almost feels like a Resident Evil game. Kind of looks like it, kind of feels like it. The ambiance, the vibe. Obviously, the gameplay doesn't, but when you're running around the castle at the beginning, kind of does. Um, Mansion. Mansion? Yeah. 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 Uh but up So I guess we kind of finished off news there, we finished off reviews. Uh we could talk a little bit about what we Mike, you didn't get a chance to do this last week. We could talk a little bit about what we expect from the February 20th PlayStation Conference. Could
1: someone go first, because I just completely <laughs> my mouth is so damn dry I'll
0: That's okay, that's it. okay. <laughs> uh basically what I'm gonna be doing, guys, I'm gonna tease this right now. If you're a fan of podcast derailed, then guess what? Uh we're going to be having a some type of live stream cast during this PlayStation event. So if you want to listen to Podcast Derailed, you want to listen to our commentary over what Sony, what, what, what Sony's showing, you're more than welcome to. I encourage you to. We'll try to be funny. We'll try to be informative. Uh, basically, what's going to happen is we're going to be watching the live stream at the same time you will be. But you can listen to Podcast Derailed at the same time and stream it. Um, just, you know, and if you if you're watching with friends and yada, 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 it just kind of turns a little bit more fun. And yes, I'm calling you my friend, baby, because girl, I love you uh talking to you fans oh mike you heard that hey welcome back <laughs> i'm still here <laughs> um so yeah i, I just kind of told him our plans about next week's derailed um yeah and as for what sony's gonna show i'm sticking to my guns from what i said last week uh if you don't remember then too bad you have to go back and listen but mike what yeah. do you think's gonna happen at this conference
1: um, what, are we still on the subject of whether or not PS4 will be shown, or is that a given now for everyone? Just, just
0: what do you think the future of PlayStation is? What do you think Sony's going to show? Okay, if it, it is PS4, how deep are they yes, going go? it will
1: be it will be Sony's next-generation console, whatever that may be called. It, it can't be anything else. I, I can't honestly see it being anything else. Um, I'm a bit divided on what they will or won't show. I don't think we will get much of a controller. I think they'll save it for later. But I do think we'll get a brief... Um, glimpse at the hardware itself and I think we'll see some kind of um, certainly some first party announcements from the major companies maybe like, um, I don't think we we'll see Naughty Dog because they're busy with The Last of Us right now and even though they've got a second team obviously working on something else probably Uncharted 4 I don't think they're going to attract attention away from a product that they've just got coming out in the next couple of months So, and I don't reckon, the same for um, Santa Monica, they've got Call of War ascension come just around the corner but i reckon we'll see something from polyphony, uh, polyphony digital um certainly gorilla games kills and that's already been hotly rumored as well a video game of source uh turned that out um i think a couple of third party stuff will be there. i'm not going to say here i just think um there will definitely be some third party stuff there um i don't think anything will be playable though. i think all of that stuff is going to be saved for e3 or perhaps even tgs
0: so nothing but, playable
1: no i don't think anything will be playable but we we'll definitely release see date? some i reckon a release window or rather um that i reckon we we'll get a they kind of we will release it you know, can look forward to it in holiday 2013 or something like that
0: okay yeah i can see that <clears throat> uh pricing
1: mm, no i don't reckon i reckon that would be safe free
0: free launch title teaser trailers
1: yeah, I reckon as I said, the first-party stuff will probably be based on the launch window stuff as well as a few third-party things. So I reckon you know we get some maybe um,
2: Ray-Ban Legends.
1: Yeah, <laughs> full <laughs> no, hardware maybe, specs. Uh, maybe, um, for yeah, I think they're going to some specs. I, I, I'm not to, to be honest. Specs aren't really my forte. I don't really. I, I'm not really gonna. I don't really want to speak much about them because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about to be honest. But I reckon we get some confirmation of some of the rumors we've heard about the. Um, processor and all that kind of stuff what is it amd or something they say i
2: don't know yeah, it's a Who ADD, knows? which is yeah. a jaguar type that they've been talking about
1: there we go
2: thanks <laughs> or jaguar that's going at 1.7 if i am rightly from the the rumors of course
1: oh wow well there we go yeah so um hopefully we get something on that but um yeah we get a couple of launch windows stuff i think gran turismo 6 is quite a hot one to be tipped so we'll see, on, we'll see about that, because it has been in development for a couple of years now.
0: All right, then. Yeah.
2: I'm going to say this. I don't think we'll see Killzone 4.
0: You don't? Yeah. don't think. Neither do I.
2: How come? Because, um, How? Guerrilla Games were looking for a team of people in about 2010, 2011 to work on a new IP, but it was going to be an, uh, a fantasy adventure game. So I think we might see that at not now, but we might see it on the PS4. Oh, right.
1: I didn't realise that. I'm so well... I didn't actually know about that hiring. Wow.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think it was end of 2010,
1: it was... early 2011 yeah. time. Yeah, they shipped um, Killzone 3 in early 2011. Yeah. That was two years oh. ago this month. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah, well, I said um, Gorilla because they've been quiet ever since Killzone 3, so I figured it would make sense maybe if any first-party company would announce something, it would be them, but maybe it would be this new game then. Yeah, yeah who knows? Sorry, um, anyone else got anything to say? Uh,
0: I mean, it, like I said, I'm just teasing Derailed. If you guys want to listen to more of what we think about... We, we already know some things about the conference. You guys want to know about them. I'll I'll tell you this right now. Uh, we'll give you all the information we have about that conference if you tune into Derailed next week during the live stream. Um, so stay tuned. I'm going to po- probably post a news post about it, what I'm going to do with Derailed. But uh, I want to give you guys a really fun show to watch. I want to give you guys a reason to listen to us uh, while watching the show. And you know what I want to do? I want to make it in a certain way that Derailed fans can actually interact with us. I might do a Google Hangout. I might do it in some way that you can uh, you can text chat us. Maybe you can even video chat us. Who knows? I'm looking into it right now, but we'll keep you posted. Keep uh, keep an eye on pc. Derailed
1: The route is where it's at.
0: Always, it? always, always.
2: Oh, and I, I find that I will promise to shout Ridge Racer if it gets announced.
0: Ridge, Ridge Racer. Racer. Um. And with that, I guess we just we go. We got well. We got some listener. Actually, that would
1: be a fun bet for the um, reveal. A new Ridge
0: Racer game. <laughs> yeah, they all nice. laughed at me when I said that, Mike. They all laughed. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Because it's ridiculous it's not gonna happen um I've got some ah, who Who the hell knows maybe, uh, maybe. Hey, it's
1: been with the playstation since day one I can't see why it <laughs> wouldn't to be honest
0: <laughs> I've got some um some uh, listener comments I asked so we've got one from from Salim Salim Sanu DJ Slims I don't know I just call him DJ Slims on twitter he says uh Since Crytek announced that they will be switching to -to free-to-play within five years, uh, how do you think the rest of the industry will react to this? And like what basically the future of the industry with the free-to-play idea? I think that the first free-to-play game that really took the internet... uh, Sorry, the gaming world by storm was League of Legends. I think that Riot Games really proved that, hey, not only can free-to-play work, but you could be extremely profitable... um, with free to play, League of Legends is kind of like that Dota-like game on PC, um, and and I'm and they make so much money, man. Like they host tournaments where they pay like the winners five million dollars, like the winning team like five million dollars, so a million dollars each, you know, on a team of five. That's crazy. That's just what they're paying people that play their game. Uh, so these guys have make so much money, and it's completely free. All you need to, you know, you could do microtransactions up the wazoo uh a little bit too much in league of legends to be totally honest with you because a lot of the brand new champions like when they release a brand new character to download he's usually kind of super powerful so a lot of the new newer characters are are really powerful plus you got that edge that nobody really knows what you do because he's brand new you know so you kind of take people mm. by surprise uh league of legends is a little bit pay to win but that's okay it's still still tough so- to play
1: so, sorry, I don't know I jackal about free-to-play. So it's like the game, obviously, to get booted up and started, you don't have to pay anything. But I presume you, you have to pay to get additional content or something. Yep. Is that right?
0: Just ah, like okay. Dust 5 and Four, just like DC ah, right. Online. These are things that we're seeing on uh, PSN. Sony's actually actually... Mm. Uh, you know, really actually adapting quite quickly to this, which I think is really cool. Dust five one four made by CCP Games is gonna be completely free to play. Now you can pay for little boosts, little extras here and there, mm. but for the most part you get the full experience when you just, just for free, which I think is gonna be huge in the future of video games. I think that it, All right, that's pretty cool. You know, nobody and wants the boosts
2: to... and extras don't really ever yeah, make you feel superior than those that have actually worked for it as well.
0: Well, about depends the game. That's in dust. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's if industrial. you look at something like DC Universe Online, you'll be way, way. It's an MMO, right? So you, you, yeah. you, you can just buy the game. Uh, you could p- play the game for free, or if you had bought the game, then you already unlocked like all of the DLC or whatever, all everything they have to offer, and. Uh, yeah, you're, you're honestly way more powerful when you do pay for stuff. But depending on the game, that's five and four. Obviously, you guys know is gonna be the bee's knees. Um, looks super cool, and I have nothing but the utmost respect for CCP games. So can't wait for that one. But yeah, free to play, free to play is gonna be huge. I I don't see it completely taking over, but it'll it'll be way bigger in about five years, like you asked. It'll be way bigger in about five years than it is now. Once other games, other than League of Legends, start coming out and showing that yeah this is, this is possible and there's viable business plans here. Um, I think it,
1: all de- it just all depends how successful things like Dust are. I mean, if they prove if they prove successful, then it's going to take off, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: Like anything, really. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of like proof of concept.
2: As long as they don't go the dead space free route of pay to play with all the um, DLC bundles that came out of day one that unlocked bonus oh, money yeah. and <laughs> bonus content.
0: We've that, got another uh, got another question from Nick Panari. He asks, uh, question for the podcast, also Cox? That's funny because that's a destructoid term. I don't know if that has to do with anything with Chili being Jim Sterling. but uh, No, his, his question is, uh, what about Resistance 4? Uh, do you think it will be developed by Sony Bend? Will it be released on the PlayStation 4? Is this a match made in heaven? Resistance 4, PlayStation 4, Sony Bend. So we all know that Insomniac has kind of walked away from the Resistance franchise. They're looking. Uh, they Right now, they, they've got Fuse in their sights. Uh, but... Sony Ben, the guys that made the Uncharted Golden Abyss for Vita, um, he asks, do you think that there's any chance with Sony Ben developing Resistance 4 for the PlayStation 4 and keeping the franchise alive? What do you guys think?
1: Um, I would like to see a new Resistance game. I've always liked that series. Um, I think Sony Ben have proven that they've got what it takes to take a, um, a successful um, uh, IP like you know Uncharted and um maintain the quality that the um original developers in that case Naughty Dog have done so I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do the same thing for Resistance I mean it's not it's ugh, I'm trying to save <laughs> trying to save us so like a dick you know it's Resistance is pretty much you know the template for Resistance what makes a good Resistance game it's yeah. um you know it's not it's um it's not as if you're doing Metal Gear Solid which probably would be a lot more harder to adapt but um I think they could do it, definitely. I was a fan of Uncharted Golden Abyss. I thought it was in every way and Uncharted, quintessentially an Uncharted game. So I think if Resistance did end up in their hands, I would be quite excited for it.
2: Cool. Yeah. I'd be really happy if they bring back the co-op from Resistance 2, though. That'd be the thing that I'd be excited for most.
1: Yeah, I enjoy co-op in Resistance um, 1 and 2. Um, 1, should I say. I never played it. Never played 2. What am I up about? <laughs>
0: let's uh let's transition into uh what we've been playing i guess because i can directly take over right now i've been playing resistance 3 uh hey. i've been playing a little bit of resistance 3 it's a game that I, I was playing a while back but i never actually got the platinum and now i got a buddy of mine um yeah we're just running I through talking about it yeah we're just running through i i never actually finished up superhuman something i was supposed to do with tim tim noon's uh, staff writer at com. we kind of got halfway through Superhuman, and then he ditched me. I don't know if you remember me complaining about this, but Tim ditched. ditched me. How, how do you how do you say, hey, let's play something, get halfway through on the hardest difficulty, and just say, fuck it, I'm out. That's just wrong, Tim. So now I'm getting my revenge, I'm playing with someone else, going to get my Platinum, uh, then I'll be done with the Resistance 3. Um,
1: That's a good game, right?
0: Yeah, it's super good. I yeah. really enjoy yeah. it. I really enjoy it.
1: Just for the uh, record, when I said I was a Resistance fan, I played one... I played one um, Burning Skies and um, the PSP
0: one. Oh, Retribution. Yeah. yeah. I have I have I finished one two three Burning Skies I own Retribution never finished it. Uh. I
2: played I finished one two three I own Burning Skies and I own Retribution
0: but never finished those two. Okay. <laughs> i'm in the lead boys
1: hey, i am not a fan compared to
0: you two. <laughs> Oh come on you can still be a fan uh yeah. you just don't got three resistance plats like i do girl no i need to get that guy. no i'm kidding um yeah so resistance three really cool really fun on superhuman definitely a fun co-op experience too hard on superhuman i'll tell you that much kind of feels a little bit uh broken a little bit unfair at times but hey. Sounds like something
1: I wouldn't do. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, still fun to... I really love the challenge, though, when you're with a buddy and something's super hard. I, mm, yeah. I, that sounds terrible. But um, I've also been playing... Like I said, I've been playing a little bit of Ninja Gaiden. I'm only at the beginning of the game, but Ninja Gaiden's a game that always kind of escaped me. Um... I like the combos in that game. I like everything you could do, but I was always I kind of just missed Ninja Gaiden. I'm a huge fan of Del Me Cry and God of War. But Ninja mm-hmm. Gaiden's always one that kind of slipped past me, and I know it's really good. And I, I, I like a lot of the moves, but it's different. It's a different beast, man. Um I this is gonna sound weird. I don't like the way you move around in that game. I don't I don't like the way you I don't like how I don't like I d I don't know. I, I feel like I don't just ha- I don't have much control over how like t- running in circles, for example, like turning and, and, and running and kind of like with my, I don't know. It's just, so it's a weird thing. It's just, it's a very ninja guide in. It's very like the feel of that game. I like, I like the combos. I like when you're actually hitting things. But other than that, moving around, um, I don't, I don't know. It just seems slightly sluggish to me. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. So there's that. Um,. I've been playing some more. Obviously, I'm always kind of playing PSABR every once in a while. Every time I have right. friends over. I finished Far Cry 3. Um, what man? Not sure if it? I... Chili. Did I give my whole Far Cry spiel last time on the podcast about the ending and what I think about the story?
2: You talked a bit about Far Cry, yeah. I finished You, the game... you talked more about hunting, I think, last
0: okay. time. I, I'm, I'm trying to do co-op now. Uh, I'm trying to finish up a few co-op missions to get my platinum. I'm looking for a co-op partner. I don't know... Uh, I
2: haven't found anyone to do co-op with yet.
0: Oh my God, chilly. <laughs> oh, I guess we—I just I guess I just found That's a we in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Far Cry 3, I had an extremely fun time with the uh with the game. If if you if you follow me on Twitter. Uh, at dawn other you'll see that i went on a far cry rant at one point basically i think far cry 3 is extremely fun to play but i think that the story was building up to something really interesting and they they completely shot themselves in the foot the story of far cry 3 is the biggest disappointment i have experienced uh in a story in, in since probably resistance of the burning skies or something uh Far Cry 3's story where they went is it's so stupid and I don't want to get into spoiler town um but so they're alluding to something they 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 don't make it obvious but they're alluding to something throughout the whole game and they're saying oh maybe you know they're, they're giving you hints that maybe something is off maybe your character is kind of off his rocker a little bit maybe some of the things that are happening are so balls to the wall over the top for a reason maybe There's a reason why these things seem super unbelievable. And then halfway through, they kill off a character that I loved. It was my favorite character in the whole game. And, you know, take from that what you will. Obviously, I'm not going to say who. There are a bunch of different characters in that game. So, you know, you'll never know which one I'm talking about. But um, from that point on, everything goes super downhill. They explain everything by it actually being real uh you know like they kind of ditched that whole Alice in Wonderland vibe that they were giving in all like loading screens and stuff like that uh why did this happen I don't know but I did read some interviews with the with the lead director or whatever lead designer of Far Cry 3 where he was saying uh that people just didn't get it and that that's what they were alluding to but they left they left it open-ended but i heavily disagree with that they didn't leave it open-ended they made a choice in far cry 3 around halfway through that this is where they were going with the story and that they were going to take it seriously uh that all this crazy bullshit is actually real and that it's going to be serious and yet. Yeah, i anyway, i don't want to spoil more than i already have but uh chili have you finished the game
2: um no because it's like you it just sort of went downhill for me and i lost interest
0: the game After. is really fun to play, though. Would you agree that like taking oh, over outposts and being all stealth hunting animals? Yeah. That's really that's a lot of fun. Like building yeah. larger wallets, rucksacks, or whatever quivers. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of the stuff I did right away. But I the story, I was just hunting. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, and that's all side stuff, and that's tons of fun. And I got my fun from the game just there alone. But the game could have been so much greater if they just if they just stuck to their guns and and went somewhere. The story. It's almost as if they were afraid. To go there because audiences would be a little bit put off or a little bit, um, a little bit confused by the Alice in Wonderland type thing. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. They, so from the get go, they so whenever you transition from chapter to chapter, the it's like it's a, a, a loading screen kind of pops up and it's cryptically showing uh, various, uh, it's pulling lines out of the Alice in Wonderland book. Oh,
2: uh, Alice okay. in Wonderland,
0: and it's 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 like kind of alluding to you losing your mind and the game is all about the definition of insanity and this and that and they start they honestly they're doing something really cool with that they start doing something really cool but then they just fucking just drop it and and it's just such a disappointment And and it's like every decision that my character the guy i was controlling every decision he made after halfway through the game i disagreed with i thought he was an idiot and i had no choice but to do what he wanted to do because that's just what the game—that's just what the game objectives were. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go explore this cave. Yeah, instead of instead of instead of helping out my friends. Yeah, sure, okay, I'll go do this because this is more important. Uh, and I'll, and you know, I just I disagreed with. I hate the main character Far Cry Three. I, I hate. Oh, I just hate where they went to the game. I disagree with everything. I think he's the stupidest protagonist in recent memory. Um, and the game just got so hokey that um, yeah, they ruined the story for me. So it could have been greater. Far Cry Three is still a great game. A lot of fun to play. Story is a joke. Reminds me a lot of uh, Assassin's Creed, to be totally honest with you. I know, Mikey, you're a big Assassin's Creed fan. So am I. I think the gameplay mm-hmm. is really fun. But at times, like where they went with the story uh, after Assassin's Creed 2 and how they kind of just dragged it out, and it just fell apart for me. It just uh, It got too ridiculous, too absurd. I love what they did at the end of Assassin's Creed 2, but by... By the time I finished Brotherhood and by the time I finished Revelations, they had done nothing with the story and just added so much bullshit. And, oh, she died. Oh, no, she didn't die. Don't worry. That was only the ending of the game and it was just a joke. What? I don't know. I'm talking about Assassin's Creed. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I not want to give her name just in case someone hasn't played Assassin's Creed uh, Brotherhood. But either way. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like Ubisoft Montreal has a, has a has a blessing and a curse. Their blessing is that they make really fun to play games. Their curse is that their stories just fall apart. That's Ubisoft Montreal for you. So that's Far Cry Three. Uh, Chili, we're gonna need to do some of that co-op, all All right.
2: Yep. Um, it, before we ca- before we carry on, I want to say that Sigma Plus mm-hmm. Two is out February twenty sixth. Wow. And uh, March first for Europe. It adds uh, new new missions, new tag mode. So uh, it's called new missions called tag missions, which let you sw- play a switch between Ryu. I can never say this. a Rachel, or Momaji at any time during the game, cool. and depending on what you got, what you are facing, to help protect the AI, par- AI partner. That's pretty cool. Which is exclusive for the Vita.
0: Oh yeah, baby! Vita needs some more of these nice. games. You know what? Vita's actually got a really impressive library so far. Uh, yes. For the time that it's been out, there are actually no, there could be more games. I'll say this, yeah. But there are a lot of really good games, really solid titles that that more than justify the purchase of the system. Um, oh, we've all got Vitas. I'm sure we can all agree. Chili, when are you free to do some Far Cry co op? Well, just
2: give me a message. I'll be free. I'm pretty much free anytime. Cool. Yeah. Cool beans.
0: Uh, I'll do that. So. I haven't been playing anything else. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. So uh, my I wrote, I wrote my review. My review is already done for Earth Defense Force. I talked about that. Uh, you can go check it out on psd.com. pretty soon. It'll go up soon. Um, what else? Am I missing anything? Little Big Planet Vita. I've been popping into that. So I started off by loving that game and thinking it was the coolest. But for some reason, I know that I'll love it. But I just stopped playing it. Does that ever happen to you guys? That you're playing a game that you know you're going to absolutely enjoy and you know is really good. But you just stop playing it. I don't know. I don't know why. Um,
1: yeah, I think it's happened before in the past, but I can't remember when exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah, it just happened for to Little Big Planet Vita, so I can, I'm kind of picking it up slowly, slowly. Uh, I think it's really cool, really fun to play. I guess I'm just... A part of it is I'm kind of Little Big Planeted out. I just made that a verb. <laughs> but, like, I've... They're not incredibly different. You know, at least the campaigns. The story modes are all kind of the same. You know, I mean, they add a bunch of features and functionality in Little Big Planet 2 and Vita, but still kind of the same thing it feels the same um, maybe that that that's a little bit of a reason why but hey who knows oh i tried uh, i tried that moba uh, guardians of middle earth oh um, yeah uh, that that lord of the rings moba game that's what it's called right yeah yeah guardians of middle earth i tried that and it uh, really cool uh, again totally proving that mobas can work on console why they're not on why league of legends isn't on ps3 and xbox is just just absurd to me because I, I'll say this and I'll, I'll stick by my guns. I think that uh, mobile has worked better on consoles. I think that the controller is much better for that type of gameplay than the uh, Q W E R left right left left mouse click right mouse click. Uh, I think that you're fumbling around sometimes on a keyboard when when action gets really heavy and you you really got to do some split second moves. Uh, you know, like looking at like everybody knows where Q W E R and D and F are on their keyboards, but when you know, when it comes down to it, sometimes you're gonna press F instead of D, instead of D, they're right beside each other, and that's just something I'd never do on a controller. Um, hmm. I think that the game works. I, I mean, immediately after booting the game, I knew how to play it. Well, I just needed to see, okay, what's auto attack? I just hold R2. Okay, great. And no joke, it works better. It's more, it's more intuitive. It, it no, it allows me to know when I'm close enough to an enemy uh, that I can just auto attack him. Whereas on PC, I'd have to right click on an enemy. Uh, auto attack, or there's always the chance of misclicking. Uh, you just kind of miss them, or you click a few times for those type of games. That's the type of games where people click like very rapidly and a million times, like click 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 click, kind of like Diablo. <laughs> and uh, on console, it's really just you move up to the to the character with the analog stick, you hold R2, and so long as you're close enough to him, you're just gonna be auto attacking. You do your skills with the face buttons. It just works really well. So Mobas will be on console in the futures in the future. It works. It's gonna happen. Why it's why they're not here already? I don't know. It's Just stupid. But yeah, um, that's I guess that's all I've been playing. Who wants to take the uh, wants to take the reins now?
1: You can go, Ben.
2: Um. Well, I'm pretty much, you know, Cooney. Really, to be honest, that's all I've really been playing. Cool. I wanted to try Sleeping Dogs, even though I downloaded it, but I just can't pull myself away from that game. <laughs>
1: You said you're you told me earlier you're about over 50 hours in
2: is that right yeah I'm 55 hours into the game now and I still haven't finished you're looking at maybe 70 hours altogether if you do because I'm doing trying to do nearly all the side quests I think I've missed a couple but yeah jeez but once you finish the game you unlock more content anyway there's more stuff after you finish it
1: yeah, so... But I'm so- I'm so glad that game did well in the UK. For anyone who doesn't know it, actually debuted it debuted at number one on its release week. That's which a good is great.
2: thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's sold out in my local game already, again. They've sold out, I think it's four times now.
0: Sometimes oh. I wish America was a little bit more like you guys. You guys seem to buy... I mean, you guys go absolutely batshit insane for the FIFA, which is whatever. Uh,
1: you wouldn't be saying that all, all year round, man, trust me. This is a rare example, seriously. Yeah. I was shocked because, really... The amount of crap, sorry, I have to say, the amount of crap that gets to the top of the charts over here mostly is just. Oh, oh man,
2: really...
0: you, you can get to the top. It's all about Madden and Call of Duty here. Um... The same
1: over here. It's all about well, all about FIFA and um, Call of Duty. It doesn't ah. change.
0: Ah, okay, I guess I mean.
1: Okay, I just realised that, uh, that, that that implies what I'm saying about Call of Duty and FIFA are crap. I'm not. I'm just no, saying no. that a lot of movie tie-ins get to the top get into, like, the top yeah. three and all this kind of shovelware stuff on the Wii and all this Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah all this for, the
0: for all the shit we give Call of Duty, you know that we like it. I mean, just, yeah. well, you've listened to enough Derailed episodes, I presume, that, you know, we Mike and I thoroughly enjoy Call of Duty games. Just, yeah, like, although I,
1: I haven't um, played Black Ops 2 yet. I, I did prefer, I don't know, I, I have been thinking about Call of Duty lately, and I, I I did prefer it Um, kind of more. I did like it more when it was, like, the uh, up to the early modern warfare's. Rather than where it is now, I I mean, Call of Duty 2 is still one of my favorites. I love that. I love World War 2. I've always been into World War 2, and I just love what they did with that. It was just more, it just seems to have, it's just like, whenever I think of Call of Duty now, I just think of a bunch of 14 year olds yelling abuse down online. I just can't, (laughs) I just can't, I just associate it with that now, and I think that's sad that that's happened, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, and no, I get I it. Thought, sorry, that was the biggest thing, yeah. derailment ever. Yeah, uh, Chili, what have yeah. you been playing? I've actually
2: got Call of Duty 4, and I don't even know where I bought it. It's just appeared on my shelf one day. Seriously, it, it confused me. <laughs> I, I don't even remember buying it. But what, there, Modern Warfare 1? Yeah, it's, it just appeared. Like, I've got Black Ops 1 for the Xbox. Where, where did <laughs> that come from?
1: <laughs> you should try Modern Warfare out, it's a pretty good game.
2: Uh, I only like Black Ops 1 for one thing. <laughs> only one thing.
0: What's that? Zork. Zork. Oh.
2: <laughs> Zork. <laughs> yeah, Zork. What? That's the only reason why I like Black Ops.
0: What am I? Am <laughs> I missing something?
2: It's a little text-based mini game that's in the main menu screen. You can unlock it by ha- by using the computer in the title screen.
0: Okay. You know when you're
2: selecting the modes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's there. There's a a, a zombie shooting game. And then there's Zork. Oh,
0: yeah! I played the zombie shooting game. I didn't know what the f- I didn't know about Zork. Yeah, Zork's there as Also,
2: that's okay, a text-based RPG.
0: I feel like I've heard about it. Um, text-based RPG. Jesus Christ!
2: All right. Uh, north, cool. North, 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 south. You find a wall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so anything else, Jilly?
2: Um, you Nioh, know, That's pretty much it, really. To be honest, this week. Nee, 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 Cuny. Nee. But I will Ooh. announce, I'll say that the um, Draggle DLC will be on the store for Americans tonight. Yeah? Yep. So you get a free familiar tonight on the American PSN store. Cool. Europe got it last week, but. Yeah.
0: Alright. Uh, Mike? <laughs>
1: oh, God, what a start. <laughs> um, okay, well. On the um, retro side of things, because you guys know, um, I mentioned several times, I've gone through retro, juggling retro with my current stuff. I've finished, I've tidied up the N64 now. I've gone through GoldenEye and Mario 64, completed them. So I'm just moving on to the the GameCube, which is annoying because I've lost my wires, and since it's an imported GameCube, I'm kind of stuck now. So I won't be touching that just yet. Um, I've been playing quite a lot of games, to be honest. I've been doing... um, Mostly split, like multiplayer and single player. Um, I've been doing some Tekken Tag 2 with my mate Tim. Um, we've also been doing some Mercenaries on Resident Evil 6. That's quite a staple in our routine, actually, because I've, I've always done like Mercenaries on Resident Evil games. Back when Five um, was out, did that a lot, because that is good fun. Um, also, some, we've gone back to um, the Mega Drive collection as well, um, doing Streets of Rage 3, trying to get better at that, because that is a hard oh, week. That is a hard game. Mm -hmm. For me at least, Jesus Christ! I don't know how I played that game all the way through from start to finish on the Mega Drive when I was like 11. (laughs) 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 Yeah, um, I think that's it in terms. Oh no, no! Yeah, also we've been doing um, Lord of the Rings: uh, The War in the North. I started that a couple of weeks ago. Actually, we've been doing that on um, free player co-op, and actually that's the first game I've ever played with more than in terms of co-op games with more than one person ever which was really cool and it's uh, it's a simple i don't know i won't talk about the game itself because that's a whole other thing but i you know i'm a lord of the rings fan i'd actually really like the, the 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 story they've got there and stuff and it's um you know a hack and slash game it's, it's good fun with mates and i mean quite enjoying it actually um a lot of dialogue in it as well which i like cool um, so that's been pretty cool um uh, probably about i don't know maybe halfway through that um apart from that i've started going through um uh, obviously, Devil May Cry was part of the um, equation like around this time last month. Obviously, I've, I've completed that now, but I plan to go through that again at some time. Um, since I'm not actually reviewing anything for PSU right now, I'm mostly doing news and features, so I've got time to go through Assassin's Creed from start to finish, which I want to do, followed by Mass Effect eventually. Yes, this will take a long time. So at the moment, I'm going through Assassin's Creed 1, which everyone, Jesus, hates, which everyone hates in the world apart from me. Um, uh. <laughs> um, I'm actually attempting to collect all the flags in the kingdom, which I'm almost done. Because I really want to try and hunt those bad boys down. Cool. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm quite um, early on in, but I've just been exploring around trying to look for flags. Um, I am not doing every single mission out there or anything like that because that is crazy. Even for me who likes the game, that gets that shit gets old real fast. So I'm not yeah. gonna say, not gonna do all the missions, all the save civilians and all that kind of stuff. I'm just like. I want to get the uh, uh, achievement for the flags, which I didn't do the first time. So I'll do that, then brisk through the story and on to number two. And um, that's it, I think. I'm still waiting. As soon as I get my mitts on another game to review, hopefully soon, then I'm hoping to review Tomb Raider, but we'll see how that pans out. I'll just be juggling those, I think. You know, I try to play more multiplayer games when I get the chance. Oh, I do apologize. I have been on Assassin's Creed uh, Liberation on the Vita as well and Mortal Kombat. I I try and get those in, even if it's just like half an hour here and there, which is like all about the Vita anyway, you know, dipping in and out. So, uh, yeah, Liberation is great. That is a really good game.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I should probably give it a shot. Um... Yeah, man. It's good, yeah. So, actually,
1: you could say I've been on quite a lot of damn games.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I do.
1: do. I'm the kind of person that juggles a lot of games at once. Some people tend to, like, focus on one game and not do anything else, which is cool. I I find myself juggling well, like I'm doing now half a dozen games. It doesn't matter to me. As long as I... What I won't do is play a game I haven't played before alongside others. I want to focus on that. But when it's going through games that I've enjoyed before and I'm going through just for the enjoyment of it again i can play many other games in between as well
0: i just i haven't had time to just catch up on my backlog like i've i've, I've yeah. got three games still sealed still in the wrap uh dishonor yeah, resident evil 6 and <laughs> Mutiful, you Mutiful actually you have
1: resident evil 6 you actually do own it? yeah
0: i feel like i've said this right. story on the podcast before i got drunk with a bunch of friends and best buy was having this like uh it's <laughs> <this laughs> kind of clearance sale and i got a brand new for 20 dollars so <laughs>
1: Oh, fair play! Yeah, you have to talk about it on the podcast when you play.
0: Oh, oh boy, oh boy, will <laughs> I! All right, I guess that's all the uh, the derailment we have for you guys this week. Any- that was a
1: sweet episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess you guys have anything more you want to add?
1: Um, yeah, just one quick thing. What's happened to our number one podcast fan ever, Bonds?
0: <laughs> Bonds is alive. He tweets at me sometimes. He stopped right, writing us.
1: Uh, he stopped emailing us. Yeah, Bonds, if you're listening, man, show us the love. <laughs>
0: Well, just not not only fans. Honestly, anybody. Like I love getting yeah, these anyone. little comments. Uh, sometimes emails are a little bit long. Uh, sometimes I just flat out forget to read them, which I is was terrible. Because there was another guy I used to email as well. A really cool guy. Is it Brett? There were a few, but yeah, Brett. Yeah, Brett, Brett. Brett. Brett still emails. Uh, he's a cool guy. He's on yeah. Twitter now. Yeah. Hey uh, Brett, how's it going, man? Hey Brett. So- that's that's great anyone
1: else who's emails as well thanks a lot we appreciate it please keep it coming
0: yeah i mean or tweet us or uh oh yeah, yeah, comment, or whatever, comment yeah. on our articles comment on our, our podcast articles sorry uh, i don't
1: include twitter because i don't have it so <laughs> i'm just like i i'm like 10 years behind
0: <laughs> okay look like i know the that um uh fawn i don't know who this guy is but on the last on the last. Uh, podcast he commented so that's how chili sounds like i should really listen to these podcasts more often (laughs) Uh, which is pretty funny but uh there's always comments that i forget to read and i usually the reason why i've read so many Fonz and uh brett emails is because like those guys have showed us so much so much love that when they do send us something like i always kind of make a mental note like okay uh remember to read this guy's email uh but yeah I, i mean just we, we've we've literally uh the momentum i don't know how this has happened but the internet is embracing Podcast derailed somehow and um we're Way. We, we, have, we have like a, a tremendous Way. momentum uh, we, we we started getting a lot of lot of listeners in 2012 uh and in 2013 i can tell you that from the beginning of 2012 we've almost tripled uh listeners so we, we have we have an insane momentum right now. And we have a lot of listeners, uh thousands actually, somehow. But um, so guys, don't feel feel free to just write in. That's amazing. Yeah, feel free to just write in, email us, podcast at com. I'm always watching. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Don Other D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R. Uh you can follow PSU.com at P S U D O T C O M. Chili's also on Twitter. You can follow him at, at Chili underscore UK uh you can only follow mike in real life because <laughs> um, he's not on the tweets uh we've got also a facebook page check us out there we've got awesome forums and awesome community where people like chili give away way too many things um oh that
2: reminds me before oh. we end this podcast oh um a little bombshell the next giveaways will start mid-march and i'll also be doing a hopefully if i can some podcast giveaways as oh, you, well
0: you fucking better <laughs> just forget about the site it's all about podcast derailed man
2: but the giveaway will last for about three months
0: three minutes so always be on psu.com uh yeah no there'll
2: be a, a giveaways for three months during summer
0: all right cool oh, it's good time oh, for nice a giveaway. Yep, definitely nice tease uh well i guess that's it that's all the derailment we've got for you guys we'll catch you guys next week when we have our live episode during the PlayStation Conference make sure to check us out there don't forget and if you want to if you you got any questions about how are we going to do how you want to join it how you want to interact with us like I said uh, give us a shout out don't 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 be afraid anybody just follow me on Twitter you want to talk about games follow me on Twitter you want to talk about the podcast follow me on Twitter you want to talk about my (laughs) genitals follow me on Twitter Uh, take it easy guys it's been a great podcast thanks for joining see you guys see you guys